0: Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome everyone to the Behind the Sermon podcast. And this week we are in Dover Location and my name is Stephen Johnson. I'm the Plymouth Location pastor. And today we have Pastor Jeremy with us and Pastor Victoria with us. Hi. Hey, welcome, guys!
2: <laughs> what know. just came?
3: <laughs> uh, Pastor Victoria has not done many a podcast with us.
1: <laughs> um, is, this, is
3: this her first time? No, it's her second time. Second time. Yeah, it's her second time doing it. But it's your first time, time yeah. on the podcast after you preached on Sunday. Yes, uh, right. So that's. But you've preached obviously a whole bunch before. Well, not a whole bunch. All right, not a whole bunch. At least Fuse Night. Yes. That's it?
0: <laughs> no, i I've I was going to say, I'm
3: like, you're freaking kidding me. You <laughs> preached like that on Sunday and it was your second time. <laughs> He's so <laughs> mad. I'm not preaching anymore. <laughs> not my gift set. Oh boy. Have you preached more than like-
0: um, So I've, I've never preached on like a Sunday morning before um, at a church. So this is my first time oh, wow. in that kind of atmosphere. That was amazing. Um, Thank you. Um, I have preached at like youth group and stuff yeah. like that before though.
1: So. Right. Let me start off with this. How did you feel after Sunday? Like preaching for the first time with the, on Sunday morning, how did you feel? Like, what was your feeling going up to the stage?
3: You'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, before it, I was nervous. Um, yeah. yeah, I was very nervous. Um, afterwards I was glad it was over um but no in a good way
3: Glad <laughs> the pressure was yes. gone yeah
0: yeah i was glad that the pressure was gone um and i think it went well so
1: yeah do you do you think you did really well for the first time on that sunday morning setup
0: i think so yeah, yeah. yeah no,
1: i you did i heard good remarks and good comments and uh, yeah we we think you really did pretty good for that first Sunday morning experience, and it's always like weird because you preach two times, right? <laughs> for, for restoration, yeah. For restoration, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we got this.
3: This comment that was great. That was after uh, Pastor Victoria earned her stripes today. I like that way to preach it, sister. What a one! <laughs> this is the part I wanted to read. What a wonderful addition to the pastoral staff. Yeah. So I think you did. It wasn't just like a ah. Good job. Like, it was like, people were like, this is great. We have a new edition that preaches and teaches us. So you, I think you did a really great job on it. Yeah, kudos, kudos. Phenomenal. Thank you. Not to mention, how was it having the added piece of, by the way, you need movie clips in your sermon and you have to preach based off of Hunchback. How was that process for you?
0: Um, I don't think it was that bad mm. like i don't think it added like more stress or anything like that um if anything it was kind of nice because you already had a built-in example like a built-in All right kind That's of thing to use while teaching so that was cool um uh, i did have to go back and rewatch the movie i didn't remember anything that had happened in it before but um so i did just i watched it again and then after watching it again, i was like oh okay this makes a lot more sense
3: <laughs> i love for this series <laughs> That to research your sermon, you gotta open up Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I asked I asked Nate. Nate was like, Yeah, I'm gonna prep for the series this Thursday, so I won't be in. So then he came in like the next week. I was like, Hey, Pastor Nate, how was your how's your sermon prep? He's like, Good, me and the boys watch Disney movies all day. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it was legitimate, like he had to rewatch them all because right. some came out in nineteen ninety-six, so you wow. have to like yeah, I don't know. If, you, if you're not a Disney nerd, you're not going to rewatch them all the time. So you got to go back. But I think that's a funny, like, what a weird sermon prep for this series. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch Notre Dame with my Bible open. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for those of you who are listening and uh, uh, couldn't attend Sunday morning, we started off our new series called Villains this Sunday. Mm. And... Uh, we talk about disney villains and compare that with a bible story and uh, uh, yeah it was this is our uh, big series for this year yeah it's uh, a big invite series invite series and uh, we invite you to come to our church uh, check it out because we have some creative stuff happening in our lobby <laughs> oh yeah to take pictures with or is it just an added uh, added thing to uh, elevate mm. the sermon series a bit um, and Pastor Jeremy, I'm not a Disney fan, right? I have no clue no, about no, Disney. Keep you and up to uh, speed. What? I
3: got to keep you up to speed all the
1: time. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're forcing me to watch Disney movies, which, which I'm getting there. I'm getting That's there. Just the
3: classic guys. Don't Just, worry. Yeah.
1: But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Talk us through your, uh, sermon process, Pastor Victoria. Um, uh, uh, how did you land on this, uh, this character or were you given this character to preach on
0: yes yeah um so i was already given the character and kind of the the villain from the bible as well um so it was more it was more just figuring out how they compared to each other Mm. what like what the similarity was there um and then the more I, i guess the more i like dug the more i could find the comparisons between the both of them so
1: what was your main one of the main points that people uh, that you want people to live live with live out with that Sunday morning?
0: That we should not be living a life of performance. Mm. Yep. Um, I think oftentimes we think that we should be, or somehow we misunderstand a teaching, or we misunderstand scripture. Something right. happens along the lines, that we start thinking that we need to live perfect performance lives. Um, which is impossible. And that's not what Jesus wanted. So that's literally what our scripture was saying this week as well, that we shouldn't be putting on an outward performance. We should be concentrating on our inward purity, what's going on inside. Yeah.
1: I really like that part that you said, uh, uh, you know, to put on the performance for God or like even for people, you know, things like that. We often do that. I often do that. Like, Hey, if I do this, and make myself look good, you know, like I'll be accepted more. It's just an idea, mm. you know. Uh, I don't know, Pastor Jeremy, have you encountered that in your life? Like w- where you said, hey, if I did this, prove this enough, uh, like, oh, Pastor Nate will accept me or like the church would accept me or if I lead worship this way or I preach this way. Yeah. Like the pressure is always there I've, because you're a pastor now. and right, then right. There's a... Amount of weight that people put on us, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, you gotta, uh, you gotta come up with this standard of restoration. If not, you're like, ah, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. so have you, have you like unconsciously just put that like fake? Yeah. I mean,
3: I think it's, I think it's pretty easy to live the Christian life and have zero Christian faith. I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, that's a powerful statement. Say that again. (laughs) You can live the Christian life and not have an ounce of actual faith. Like, Mm. okay, so what do I need to do? I need to tithe. Once I set that up as reoccurring giving, I forget about it. Like that's done, right? I'm still, I'm not bitter about it, but it goes through. So that's easy. My tithe is very, it just comes out, Mm. right? Um, I attend church all the time. I attend a small group, right, and uh when I'm here, I pray out loud so people can see it. That's pretty easy like right. that's a pretty easy life to live, but like you were saying, Pastor Victoria, like to actually think through the inward the 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 inner portions of our lives that people can't see, like I can do that for probably a good ten years before I completely burn out and right. just can't do it anymore if i'm not being true to if i'm not being true to god i'm not be, and i'm just trying to go through motions like i'm going to burn out because i'm not filling up you know and so the hard part for me i think was i primarily served in my gift set that i grew up establishing mm-hmm. so you could mistake that as god moving or God using me in miraculous ways, right. but I'm j- I'm literally just doing my gift set. Let's right?
1: pause. Let's pause. Uh, can you elaborate on that for the for the listeners? Okay.
3: So so for I love I love being a part of worship. Right. Before I, before I was a Christian, I loved playing music. Mm. I still remember first time I played music with a band. I had all the signs of man. This guy's really into worship. Uh, I had just goosebumps throughout my body. This is just playing with the playing with a band not not leading worship right goosebumps happening i felt like an adrenaline rush you've never felt before all this stuff and so i can translate that into worship pretty well Mm. and i could run the risk of being a fake worship leader Mm. because i love music enough to just go through it right and so and i think that's happened in my life where i've started to burn out because Mm. i'm doing it for this reason not the reason i should be and so then I start to have this burnout. And so either way, just saying like that outward appearance, it looked like I loved worship. I really just loved music and it, and it could fool people enough. Mm. Um, So just that whole idea, like it's pretty easy. I think it's easy to live a Christian life unless you're like, really just like to (laughs) like go against every grain that anyone ever sets. But I think it's pretty easy to do it. You can do anything hard for a short amount of time. So you can do that and then you'll just kind of crash and burn eventually Mm -hmm. or try and burn down the entire of Notre Dame because you're (laughs) lusting after a woman and you want to burn her in a pillar of fire. Right. Um, Bring it back to the Frollo analogy. Yeah. (laughs) So seamlessly. (laughs) Pastor
1: Victoria, you, uh, you talked about one of the things you did was you, you were a dancer, right? You were a dancer and then, for a quiet amount of time you didn't do it. And then you started other people w- watching other people. And then you only saw like, Hey, they're not doing it right. Or like, uh, how, uh, has it changed now in your, in your life that you've been, uh, more disciplined in your lifestyle or maybe, maybe more like specific as a Christian, you know, do you, View people differently now than uh, than
3: or, before. Or, or I mean, I, I'm trying to think through the the way that you're asking it. Or did you ever catch yourself doing to people in their Christian life what you talked about doing to people in their dance life? Where you're like, oh, oh. come on, that guy says he's a Christian. Do you see how little notes he's taken in his Bible? Do you right, see? Right, right. You know, like
0: um yes, yes I have. Absolutely, done that before.
3: So anyone listening <laughs> thinks she's a jerk. I have too. I've gentrified.
0: um, <laughs> I think it's easy sometimes to get caught up in the legalities oh, of yeah. Christianity because if someone's not showing up on a Sunday morning, someone's not tithing, someone's right. not praying out loud, we start to question. Wait a minute, are they? What are they doing? Are they still a Christian? What if they just weren't feeling good on a Sunday morning? What if they're going through a season in their life where they're really struggling to get there on a Sunday morning instead of you judging them from afar and questioning if they're a Christian or not, why aren't you reaching out and asking them what's going on? Why aren't you coming? Um, I think that you're being the wrong person then as, as well. Like I think that's, that's a big part of what I was trying to get across on Sunday morning. Um, We, not only do we hold ourselves to a perfect standard and and that can be a detriment to ourselves, but when we start to hold other people to that same standard, if you go scripturally and you look at Matthew 25, there's a part in um, Jesus's rebuke and he's telling the Pharisees that they're shutting the door of heaven, not only on themselves, but on others. Mm. Um, and, And so he's, he's saying, you're basically causing other people to not follow Christ not just yourself. You're not just keeping yourself from following Christ right. properly, but hey, you're doing this to other people as well. Mm. That's not fair.
1: Mm. Right? Yeah, uh, I love I love the that scripture where uh, Jesus calls out the Pharisee. You blind Pharisee! You know, just plain, just plain, uh, calling out. Uh, especially uh, living in this culture from a different culture. Uh, you know, like I I feel a lot of times us calling out or like you know that can offend people easily Mm. especially church people they're like offended right there so uh but we see in the scripture jesus calls out people he does not stand that hey if you sin he will call out but his intention was to uh, help people grow and things like that so uh have you a, any of you both uh have you uh came across that situations in your life where you wanted to call out but you did not and then regret it or like maybe you are that kind of person hey you will call out call out on people doing stuff and then coach them or teach them through like just as jesus is doing here hey first wash the inside of the cup And the dish, and then outside, and become clean too. Mm -hmm. So you know stuff like that. Our motive is to help them grow in their Christian life, right? We're not like I saw you do this. Heck, you're out of my team. You know, not that. But have you came across the pastor Victoria since you preached? Uh, Let me ask you first. Have you? Are you a person who calls out people, or are you a person like all right? I saw it. I'm running away. And maybe uh, I'll bury it in my heart, yeah, and then I'll ma- see. All, all right, 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 I didn't see anything.
0: Right. Um, I am one hundred percent by nature non-confrontational. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so That's if and I and you're preaching
1: about it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you preached about it.
0: <laughs> um, if I see something, I really make sure that I'm supposed to say something mm. before I ever do. So I won't jump to correct someone before. God, you know, really solidifies it in my heart that I should be approaching that person and talking to them. Um, right. it'll take a while before mm. I actually confront someone. So, uh,
1: how does that process look like for you? So if somebody did, uh, and you're confronting, what is that process looks like for you since you're not that person?
0: Yeah. Um, I think the, the very first thing I would end up doing is praying, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so I pray, I'd, you know, have a conversation with God, surrender whatever it is that I'm, you know, noticing, kind of figure it out, is this is this just personal preference? Is this something that's actually gonna mm. hinder their walk in Christ or someone else's walk? What's going on? And kind of right. figure out what the root of this whole problem could even be. Mm. Um, and if and so like if through doing those things it begins to become very clear that no, like this person needs to be spoken to, right, then I'll go and I'll talk to them or I'll at least consult someone else before I even talk to them. Be like, Hey, I'm still kind of iffy on if I should go do this, but what do you think? You know, I'd probably talk to one of you guys or to pastor Nate, um, before fully approaching someone. But, um, at the end of the day, what's got to be done has got to be done. And Jesus showed us. (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, pastor Jeremy, are you a confronting person or are you more kind of, it it depends.
3: (laughs) I'm in all things pretty relational. So if I see something and I have zero relationship with that person, I'll probably try and talk to someone who is closer to them and over them. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to see something go wrong in Plymouth and go yell at someone. Right, right. Heck no. That makes no sense. Right. I would just go to you and say like, hey, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I saw this, right? So, whatever. Uh, I visit U Turn. I am in no way going to become the person that shows up to yell at people at U Turn. Yeah. When I see a youth leader not doing something right, what I'll do is bring kind of a report back to Pastor Rob and just be like, hey, While you were doing this, here's some things I saw, just so you know, and and so you can address them. Right, right. Um, So that's more often my approach. Like, I just, I don't like going up to strangers and trying to, trying to yell at them, nor do I like being the type of leader that I'll yell at anyone or correct, you know, it's not yelling, but that's how it's perceived if you're. If you don't have a relationship, it's perceived as yelling. That's that's why I'm using that term. Is like if I go up to someone I have newly a relationship and say, "Hey, you need to go do this." They don't hear that. They're saying, "You're not doing this right now, you idiot." You need to like that's that's how it's perceived. And so I just can't do that when it's like no relationship. If it's relationship, I'm you know we have the Matthew 18 culture. Yeah. I talk through. I talk through it, you know, I, I embrace it because I understand now in my life that that's really um, that's really what it means to be a peacemaker. Like you disrupt false peace to bring some truth out to hopefully bring some real peace hmm. into relationships. So I can pretend I have no issue with this person. That's not going to work for the rest of my life. Right. Instead, I need to go, hey, by the way, when when you say this, it really offends me or it offends these people around you. I think long-term that's going to be a problem. Now I just made waves, but hopefully a month from now, we have some real peace. So that's a long-winded answer to um, I embrace it if the relationship's there. Right. If it's not there, I try and look for who is a better fit for it for uh, the correction.
1: Yeah. And you've been long enough here. Uh, have you have you been confronted about anything? A lot. And how did
3: you take it? What was your thought process? Um, supposedly well. All right. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah. So one of the reasons when I got hired, Pastor Nate talked to me about I had done something stupid and I, I forget what it was, but I did something in my leadership when I was brand new to the church yeah. that required a meeting with the person who was directly under me, Chris Pike and Pastor Nate. It was yeah. two people I had to sit down and be like, Hey, these are things that are wrong. And apparently I, I barely even remember that meeting. Pastor Nate had still talked about it, like yeah. talking through it. Um, apparently I handled it in such a way that they were like, Oh, we're going to, we need to keep him long term because his main thing is being correctable. Um, nice. If no one tells me what I'm doing wrong, I actually hate it more. You know what I mean? Do you ever yeah, get that yeah, feeling yeah. where someone's yeah. like, hey, by the way, for the last six months, you've, said, you've pronounced this word wrong? And that's the smallest thing. I'm like, you're telling me for six months I have been doing this? Like, cruelers? And like, cruelers, <laughs> or not crullers. Uh, we looked it up. It is cruelers. We're all wrong, New Hampshire. Um, either way, when you tell me later, hey, by the way, you've been doing this for a long time, it's actually offended me. I'm crushed because I'm like, you're telling me I've been offending you for six months. I can't go back in time and fix that. That's just damage done now. Right. And I hate that. I love immediate. Hey, by the Hey, you just said that thing a second ago and it was really weird. I'm like, ah, got it. I won't say that again. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so I like correction because mm-hmm. I hate feeling like an idiot later being like, I've done this wrong for <laughs> so long, you know? So, yeah, I, yeah, I dig correction. That's awesome. That's really <laughs> I mean, good. I that's just the heart to have for it.
1: But. I love, uh, Pastor Victor, you brought up this, uh, while you preached, uh, uh, you said your brokenness is welcome here. That really, that really hit a lot of people, uh, just to, we know it, you know, we know God accepts us as, as we are. And, uh, flaws he knows it all but to rehear it and to just know that you know you can be as you are and come to his presence uh what was your thought process there uh how did you end up end up saying that phrase your brokenness is welcome here and what was the
0: Yeah. um, I wish I could take credit for the phrase, but I can't. Um, So it is from an author. Her name is Jordan Lee Dooley. um, And I started following her and reading her books and stuff a few years back. um, And that was a really big thing that she started, the phrase, your brokenness is welcome here. Um, And it really just means what it is. It's it's self-explainable. The reason I kind of put it into this and it kind of clicked everything... I think, into place when it came to the sermon was, um, the, the whole thing we're talking about is perfection, the need for perfection, the need for performance to, to do these things, not just yourself, but to impose it on other people as well. And how none of that is what God wants. In reality, God does want your brokenness. That's what's welcome that, I mean, you're welcome no matter what, but your brokenness is welcome with God. If we, if we weren't broken then i mean there would have been no need for christ christ wouldn't have to come the whole Mm -hmm. sacrifice wouldn't have had to happen for us this beautiful redemptive love story that we get to see and that we get to participate in and live out day in and day out wouldn't even exist and so just the the whole fact that that even exists that god still made a way Um, it, it just, it proves that our brokenness truly is welcome, that God does want that. He chases us down, doesn't he? He goes after the lost. He goes after the one. Um, and, and nothing keeps them back from that. So I think we oftentimes lose sight of the fact that not only are we allowed to be imperfect, are we allowed to be broken, but other people as well.
3: I love, um, I love the point that you painted to, because again, we were talking through villains and comparing them with the villains, but then you turned it around to say like, but let's actually talk about like the kind of the hero of the story as well. But the paint, the the image you painted was in Frollo's obsession with looking perfect. He just demolished other people Mm -hmm. because it was like, well, look, you don't look like me. You are ugly. Like you're deformed. Like, you're not as holy as I am for these reasons. And it actually made other people feel less than, and I've never even thought through like how much the Pharisees did that as well. Like people who are apart were descendants on the same, the same line, the same God's chosen people because they chose to be tax collectors. They were taught that they were less than that. They were sinners that could never be close to God. Like, to have this outward fakeness actually can condemn other people. I like that you brought that. I've never really thought through that as much, but I just think that was a really cool point that you brought up. Like, yeah, like nothing was wrong with him, but Frollo made him feel these way this way. And in fact, the second his brokenness came into light, everyone was like, yeah, like (laughs) it was great. And so I just thought that was really cool. And I I think that's a piece that I was like, oh man, we should keep that for this series. Just a quick little like,
2: Hmm.
3: by the way, here's what this did to the hero. Right. And then you have to take, like you make me take a step back and say, all right, who am I in this story? Do I hinder people in how I speak to them and how I might act? Um, or or have I been hindered by people? Right, mm-hmm. and it starts to make me think through the lies that other people could have been saying about me that make me feel less than. And so I, I, you know, either way, yeah, I, I loved, I loved that piece. I think that was one of your best like points in it is to bring up like really kind of the both ends of it. I thought that was really cool that right. you had brought that through. Piggyback
1: on that, uh. Being, uh, again, being in, uh, being different race, I get a lot of, uh, a lot of good comments. <laughs> people think it's a good joke. Yeah, well, good jokes and, you know, people, people make fun, uh, Sorry. Of, you know, it, but again, uh, like growing up, not growing up, like when I moved here, uh, I got really a lot. Because my accent was different, right. the Stounder. way I talked, um, you know, uh, the way I did things, it was all different. So, you say they used to tell, "Hey, yeah, you're from India. What do you know?" Like I'm like, "What? All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're from India. Is there clean water there?" I'm like, "What?" Like, you know, you know, those, those Are there
3: birds in India,
1: <laughs> literally, you wouldn't believe people have asked me, Hey, do you get ice creams in India? I'm like, what? <laughs> what on earth? Like real, it's, it was not even fun joke coming. It yeah. was just, Hey, do you real really questions. get like ice creams? I'm like, yeah, like we have clean waters yeah. and stuff like that. But you know, that, those like recently. Uh, when I was in Marky Basket I don't know if I shared or not like one guy just stared at me and said go back to Saudi wow just I was shopping with my family and he just stared at me he looked at me he's like go back to back to Saudi and I'm like what on what Earth? The heck? and he just kept staring like dead staring at me and I was like picking up stuff he just followed and he's like go back to Saudi go back to Saudi I'm like my gosh and i just wanted to say back hey get my country right
3: i'm from india
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know, I, just, I was so like but again like you know also, hearing I lived those in comments
3: three more countries than that
1: <laughs> but you know like you know when i moved i heard a lot of yeah a lot of those things and i was like lord why am i here you know yeah. that really hindered that could my walk you. yeah uh really at that certain period of time I was like, Lord, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah. Like I'm getting everywhere I go, I get this everywhere I go. I'm treated this way everywhere I go. People ask me weird questions and you know, for a certain amount of time, I'm like, I quit. Do I quit this? Right. Do I stop walking and proclaim that I'm Christian or like talk about Jesus? But you know, knowing that he got us, got us back even in those brokenness, you know, even when I'm broken, even when those comments hit me, I'm still with that brokenness. I come to God and say, hey, God, you take care of this. You know, I didn't know how to deal with people like this, mm-hmm. but you know it. And, you know, now like I get comments like we joke around yeah. like last last week I wait for you. <laughs> Last, last week, we joke around, you know, but it does not affect me as much, you know, because I've grown in that brokenness. Uh, so lot, maybe if you're listening and if you're in that place where you're broken, that's the best place for you to start growing in that brokenness because I've lived that life mm-hmm. where I was broken. And you can either either go down and say, yeah, I'm broken and I'm going to sit here or grow out of that brokenness. So... I like that fact that, you know, even in your brokenness, you can still grow out of it.
3: Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. I'm excited for, um, I'm trying to think through the rest of the, the series that we, that we have going through, but I'm excited for this. I mean, we had talked through a little bit on, uh, on like Sunday, the whole idea of like hearing these stories. Like I like this series Mm. because it's not as much. Uh, which actually you did a really good job, Pastor Victoria, doing what I thought this series wouldn't. I don't know if that makes sense, but my thought for this series is this is a great series where it's not as much the practical teaching, but it's a little bit of like, let's just help you learn your Bible stories. And so we're able to just focus on a different character every week. We're looking at the villain and then it almost helps you remember that character because then oh, yeah, what, what do I think of when I think of a Pharisee? Right. Okay, well, Hunchback is a pretty, that one pre- preaches itself. He's the perfect example of, of what a Pharisee is, and I thought that was really cool. So I'm excited for the rest of the series because hopefully what it does is helps you remember your story. Yeah. And then Pastor Victoria brings in this learning feature right. that helps you apply it, and now I know my Bible story and I can start to analyze myself of, okay, when I read this, I should think through, am I the Pharisee or am I the Jesus? Like, am I the Pharisee or the, or the sinner, mm. or whatever it is? Like you think through how are you contributing? I just thought that was really good. So that was a piece I wasn't expecting. Um, so I'm glad you kicked off the series and not me. Cause I would have just told the story I feel <laughs> like, and then be like, Oh yeah. What's some practical things. You know, and so I like that you that that you get like that. Do you do you often like is that part of your sermon prep? Do you always think through, all right, I need action steps. I can't just teach. I need them to have some personal reflection.
0: Yes. Yes. I think my my flat answer would be yes. Um, I think that I can talk to you for a good 35 minutes and tell you about something that happens in scripture. Um, but I think maybe it was just the way that I was taught in school when I was studying to do this and everything. Um, but part of me just always feels inclined. Like there should be something for you to walk away right. doing or, th- you know, reflecting on or thinking about that's kind of going to push everything to this. Oh, okay. I like that this makes sense. This is
3: why I should know this.
0: Yeah.
1: And did you learn it that way? So now you're uh, blessing people with that. Like I preach that way too. I want people to take away something. Right. You know, that big, big portion. Hey, this is what I love. What Pastor Nate spoke, uh, said a few few weeks ago in the podcast. He likes to put sentences in rhyming uh, rhyming words. So one of the things he focused that a lot He puts a lot of time in doing that because he wants people to live with that. Remember that part. If they don't remember the whole sermon, but that portion, that rhyme, is good. that's hitting. So he works hard to get that rhyme, you know, going right. Uh, Is it something that you practice as well? Not the rhyme part of it, but uh, that hey, getting it memorable. Yeah, you know when when I preach you know, this is what it is.
0: Yeah. I think it might even be just like my whole church background growing up too. I grew up going to churches where after every Sunday that was preached, there was some form of altar call or some form of like, Hey, this is, you know, this is the bow on it all. Yeah, And not that I'm looking for a bow on it all, but just kind of being taught that like, this is, this is what's going on in scripture. Hey, here's how you apply it to your life. Um, I think that's just a big part of of what I like to teach and what I like to do as well. I think that helped me in my walk and in my faith. Um, and in, and so seeing that and knowing that in my own personal experience, being able to do that and, and put that out for other people as well, that's an important thing for me, I guess. Yeah.
1: Right, That's awesome. One of the things I'm glad that uh, uh, the series is that I'm not preaching because I have no clue about it. I Disney. wish you were because
3: it would make you watch the Disney movies. Uh- <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm trying to plan. I was like, a when the series was planning, I'm like, uh, hopefully they don't ask me
1: to pray. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, so yeah, if, you, if you're listening, so this is, I think it's funny. The, the entire way we plan out our series, right? We sat down at planning retreat and we we spend some time in prayer and then we just try and strategize. We're going through all these airplane mode. Let's talk about prayer. Stephen's laying out his weeks, We're talking through all this, and then we're like villains, Disney villains. Let's go. <laughs> Stephen just like left and made food. <laughs> well i'm clearly not helpful here yeah pretty much that that happened really i was Meanwhile, like Meanwhile, hannah and tammy Ramsdale were like i'm ready for this yeah. like let me name you guys were all into it and i'm like right these are the villains and
1: i'm like yeah sounds good
3: <laughs> yeah it's not a problem i totally you can know who hopper from bug's life is you guys
1: can preach so that was that was one uh that was i'm still thankful for that that i'm not preaching uh so but uh <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really grateful. I'm like, I have no clue. If I preach this, it will be way different than what we,
3: what no we way. really I think really if mean. you watched the movie you would have been fine. Just watch <laughs> the movies. I'm trying. I'm trying with the series. I'm like, I'll try. But hey, uh uh Oh, as a side note, we did trigger people to actually rewatch that movie. I saw someone from the church post like a meme about Frollo because they were like, "I haven't seen Hunchback forever. I watched it today, and man, he's evil!" Like it was a really funny. I was like, "Oh wow, we're like that," and that's the prayer, right? We're tagging on some scripture onto something you might just watch with your kids. Now, when you watch Hunchback, you are going to remember. So hopefully, we do that with all the movies where people are like, "Oh, I've just tagged." this to it right you know and which which i like
1: yeah with closing uh you know if you guys are still wondering in what are the big uh, takeaways one of the things were uh clean uh clean ourselves first inside and mm. then then try to correct people like our human nature is to correct first you know correct the other people first and right. not looking into ourselves so uh, you brought it up. You look into the mirror often, and you know ask questions to yourself. Hey, it's a good practice to have because we're busy doing life, and we we're so smart to correct people, but we're not that great in correcting. Looking into ourselves first to clean it out. So I think that's a really great takeaway. That hey, before you, before you want to know of other people and gossip about it or like, you know, want to drag yourself into their problems just because you want to get to know what is the problem. Just see your heart. Hey, am I worshiping God in the same way or is it just a Sunday morning checklist? Right. Hey, am I am I reading my Bible just for the sake of it or really I, do I want to deepen my relationship with Christ? You know, those things, uh, not... Not like a checklist, mark list, you know, uh, oh, my spouse is doing, so I I have to do it too. No, like, really, do you want to deepen your relationship? Do you really want to get to know his voice, get to know his heart? Because we all all are living with a purpose in this earth and it's our responsibility that we fulfill that calling. And uh, so... You know, I love that part. Clean the inside. Check our lives yeah. first. Check inside. Well,
3: in. I think the second half of that scripture. Maybe, maybe this won't work. All right, but let's spit, <laughs> let's spitball something together. All right. Shoot um it. I don't know how much time we have. Time, right? All right. Spitball this with me. I want we can get pretty practical with this whole idea. Bend it. Um, so that's scripture. Wash the inside before the outside. Yeah. I think we have a culture that, wash, that definitely washes the outside of themselves way before they'll ever touch. I wonder if we could think through us trying to be more devoted followers of Jesus. What does it look like to wash the outside first in different areas of your life? And what should it look like to wash the inside? So just, you know, if we can think through any, what the one that I'm thinking of, um, wash the inside, get God's word on your heart. That means you you're just reading your Bible alone a whole bunch. What's well, washing the outside? Um, posting your a picture of your Bible on a coffee um, and and showing people that you're reading it. That Ouch. makes you look Ooh. right. That makes you look really yeah. holy. But that's washing the outside. Right. And then there's washing the inside, which is those unseen things. I'm yeah. wondering to help people identify in their own lives, if there are any other things that make that you guys think through in that analogy, what would it look like to wash the outside of a certain area of your life and what should it look like on the inside?
1: Uh, one of the common things is, hey, I'm fasting for 21 days, <laughs> right? That's outside. You're just trying to make other people think, oh, you're cool, you fast, huh? Wow, that yeah, long? Wow, you're one. so... Devoted, you're so spiritual, but inside it's just one day, and then you're like trying harder the second, third day, and the fifth day. You're back to normal eating stuff, but you already made an impression to the other people that you're already fasting for 21 days. So now all of a sudden they're like, "Wow, you're spiritual, you're a warrior, you're praying hard, wow!" But inside you're eating food. Right. <laughs> Right. At, at your house you're eating food you're right. and outside you're like no i don't drink why yeah i'm fasting you know like 21 days you know you don't eat no no no. i'm not eating i'm not fat but at home you're like you know everything is it, uh, i it's it's really common practice you know? so
3: so what does it look like in that area to wash the inside, inside?
1: uh you know you don't so you don't specify specifically say hey um I'm 21 days fasting. I'm saying, hey, I, I'm not eating right now. Currently, right. Now, I'm not eating. I'm, you know, uh, it's not, it's not bad to say you're fasting, but commit and do it in your heart, mm. knowing, hey, you're not, you're not
3: impressing people yeah. with your words, but you're impressing your heart with God, which is super scriptural, right? Jesus even said, like, when you're fasting, put. Oil on your face. Don't look. I was it oil. I forget. Um, like, Don't say. Like, uh, look normal. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. No one should know when you're fasting. You're like, oh man, out yeah. of energy today, and just <laughs> been fasting for the past twenty hours. Literally, like,
1: yeah. It, you, I know people, uh, even like at the church, they, they will literally like walk around like lazy or like dizzy, yeah. you know. Oh, I'm just so and tired then we're the like, fasting. so they will attract people so it's like hey what happened oh you know I'm fasting is that the whole point like you're looking like this so people will ask you and then you can tell like I've come across a lot of you know or like you know people like sitting like straight face I will not talk so people will go to them I've seen like Sunday mornings people will be like one person I'm like what's wrong you know I'm like her, yeah. their voice will be like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know stuff like that. And then, <laughs> then after church, I'll see them outside. Yo, you know, I'm like, oh the yeah. Same person. Like what happened? There was a switch and I'm like, bro, come on. You know, just stop it. You know, just don't attract people towards Problem right, so. That's good. You know, so that was, that's one. Yeah. That's Pastor good. Pastor Victoria, you have one?
0: Um...
3: Come on, you gotta have one. spot.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, um, We're I'm writing to... a
3: sermon right now as a group.
0: <laughs> yes, yes we are. Uh, <laughs> um I would say I guess like serving, because serving can be easy. Oh, yeah. You can sign up to volunteer. Right. give people some coffee on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Now people are seeing that you're serving. Now you look so much more committed. Now you look like you're doing amazing things. But in reality, like you're, you don't, like you don't want to be there or you go home and you live a completely opposite life Um, or people ask you for help on, you know, a different, a random occasion. Hey, can you come by and help me move something from my house or something? Like they ask you, to serve but in different ways and I guess in a non-scheduled manner and now you're like no
2: yeah it's it's not as easy as
0: pouring a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning when I'm already going to be at the church anyways right I don't want to do that um or or the really big thing that we're we're told in like in bible school or bible college is um we'll we'll be told about how in ministry we see ourselves on a platform, we see ourselves preaching, but do we see ourselves cleaning the toilet in a bathroom inside right. of the church? And that's always a big when people always like roll their eyes and groan at it. But it's so true. Yeah. You can't be serving and and only be preaching and only right. on the stage, but then not do any of the other behind the scenes things. You should be you know doing maybe it's not scrubbing the toilet all the time but right. hey have you ever picked up the toilet brush inside of your church <laughs> right yeah right. um and i think that that's an important one um so what does it look like to wash the the inside checking your heart obviously anytime that you're serving but also having the open willingness to serve wherever god calls yeah. you to being able to say yes wherever wherever he tells you to go or whatever you're asked to do um, having just that willingness. I think that's what true serving is.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, I, like, I like what he said because a few weeks ago, somebody said, I quit, right? I quit. And I'm like, well, what's wrong? What happened? And, and so somebody said something and he quit. This person quits And I'm like, so uh, are you really serving for this person or are you really serving for God? right you know where's your heart what why do you say that why do you your next reaction is just quit and just leave and stop serving and you know so you're really that made me think like your heart is not right you're just doing it for them so that they will clap when you're doing good and you're you're not doing it for a kingdom. Right. You know, so I love what you say. It can be so yeah. easy. Yeah. I'm, I'm serving. I'm, I'm, I'm a hospitality captain or like whatever captain. Yeah. And then as soon as we correct, hey, it was not this. It was... It, all right. I'm done. I'm done. You know, why? Because I corrected you? Or like, is it because... You know, you don't want to grow, you know, out, it, yep. it's mm-hmm. so
3: easy. Yeah. So so outward I really like. is just serving to be yeah. noticed. Serving because that's what makes you look Christian. Inward would be to have a servant's heart, to pray for a servant's heart, to say right. everywhere I can serve is where I want to
1: serve. Yeah, Not, just
3: like Jesus, he yeah. served in every capacity, every mm-hmm.
1: capacity you can think, every capacity Uh, as a servant, as a leader, as a, as a, as a friend, as a a father, you know, every, every aspect he, he served it. And he, it's a real great model for us to know, you know, like, as you said, you know, we got to clean the bathrooms to know how do you lead people, other leaders or other volunteers, if you have not led yourself first, Mm. right? So if you don't know how to clean a bathroom, you know, how are you going to, you know, uh, impact or empower your cleaning crew and say, yeah, they will do the same job as you did. Scrub the down portion of it and not scrub the up portion of it uh, or right. the sides. Why? Because we were too busy just maintaining the the outer portion of it. Right, so yeah. people will see it. But the corners are still like crappy and things like that. They will still do the same thing and you will get frustrated because now you're going in and you're checking all the corners. Right. Now we will find why. Because you never empowered. So, right.
3: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's really well,
1: good.
3: Yeah, I like thinking through that. So if anyone thinks of any more, we keep this conversation rolling. Like that idea of thinking through outward versus inward. You want to do the inward work. If you want the outward appearance, I think is like, that's a big thing that you, that you had shared through Pastor Victoria. I like that. You guys have any um, any books that you're reading right now? Anything you're working through? Don't look at me. I have no idea about Disney. Perfect. You got any <laughs> books you're idiot. reading? I don't read. <laughs> I don't um,
1: read. I'll leave.
3: Mine are boring. I'm reading a bunch of business books right now. So that's cool. Scaling up is one that I'm about to start. Do you read Zero? or audio? No, audiobook. I do audiobooks. I just call it reading because that makes me feel better. <laughs> no, that's, that's acceptable. It, your audio?
0: Yeah. If, oh. I, if I read a book, it has to be audio. Otherwise wow. I fall asleep. Trying I did. Really? It's bad. I oh, didn't Lord.
3: picture that about you. Really? Yeah. You nice. struck me as a bookworm.
0: <laughs> I used to be when I was younger. I don't know what happened.
1: Oh. I think I think. College. Well, we don't have any books to recommend. Um, well, um, read your Bible. Yeah. Read your Bible. <laughs> get, get, uh, get, uh, familiarized with the stories that we are talking about. And, uh, yeah,
3: that's it uh, Sweet. for this Thanks for week. preaching. You did a really good job. Yeah, I hope yeah. to hear you preach again. I'm sure you will because of all the positive feedback. So I'm yeah. pumped to hear you preach again. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. God bless you guys. Awesome.